Welcome to another episode of 21st Century Rocker Mom Podcast with me, your host, Tanny Candler, and my special guest, Rob McCallum. Hello. Tag team, back again. Welcome to Hawkins. So let's begin. <laughs> did you write that down? No, I didn't. We're going back to the upside down, baby. I did not write that upside down. It's pretty good improv. I know it is. I just, you know, something these things come out. People were asking me when you were going to be back on the show again. And I was like, I don't know. We were like ships passing in the night because you were working a ton. I am working a ton. And we're working like opposite schedules. So I was like, I don't know when the fuck. We have a crazy ass dog. So I More was importantly, like, what is all this? Oh, this is some amazing, amazing, this, amazing we, things. We got, we got like layers here. So I don't even think folks can see what this is. We'll, we'll work our way back there. What do we have up front and here? I made some hummus and dip. I made, I like to make hummus. This is hummus. Hawkins hummus? This is Hawkins hummus. This is Hawkins hummus and, 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 and. And dip? And pitas. And pitas? And pitas. <laughs> Hawkins hummus and pitas. And then we have an array of hot sauces. But what they do don't come from from Hawkins. Well, where do these hot sauces come from, they Tanya? Come, they come from Scoville City. That's where they come from. How far away from Hawkins is Scoville City? Just a, a hop, skip, and a jump. Just just not too far away. We got some, some cauliflower wings to dip, and we got some... Well, we got to showcase this we got stuff. Some, cauliflower we got some, wings. Do you know what mm-hmm. cauliflower wings are? Have you explained what they are to people? They're vegan chicken wings. It's uh, a chicken wing substitute for those that are... Um, Plant-based. Yeah, carnivore challenge. Lettuce heads. Lettuce heads. Lettuce heads. Is that the official term? Yeah, and then I got some carnivore-less car- corn dogs. Look, look at these. Vegan corn dogs. Mm-hmm. Vegan corn dogs. And these are the ones I like? Mm-hmm. The ones with the like the you... cheddar jalapeno? No, I didn't because it's going to mess up the flavor of the hot sauce. Everything oh, is Oh, these are just the corn dogs. Because I don't want okay. to screw up the flavor profile of the hot sauce. Spoiler alert, we're going to eat some hot sauce live. It's going to be great. Ugh. It's going to be amazing. I was so excited because Scoville City is my, my sponsor. And uh, I was so excited because I, mean, I actually get to talk to him and all about his company. And we'll talk about uh, peppers a little bit later. But spoiler alert, spoiler alert, if you have been waiting for July 1st like me, I'm not waiting for fucking shitty-ass Canada today. I'm not celebrating that bullshit. I have been waiting for new episodes, and like you have too, probably, of Stranger Things. Because this season... Well, we're talking Stranger Things season four, four right? Four, four, four. So originally, four. admittedly, we only had... Four hot sauces here, so it made a lot more sense. And then I said, "Oh, we got to get that other one." So I kind of screwed it up. But we're talking about part two, which is kind of like five. It's okay. It's it is kind of like five because you know there's the beginning to everything. There's got to be the beginning to this hot sauce and tasting it. But like really, like if you've been watching Stranger Things season four, number one, hide your wife, hide your kids. Holy shit, it's violent. It's really violent. And Willie Nelson is talking to us in in the in the background. He's over there. He's he wants to. So talk. I'm sure he'll make an appearance. So I, I'm betting. By the half hour mark of this podcast, get the notes down, folks. We will see a snout pop up. A little snouty. Just saying. Willie Nelson wants to be. In, he wants to be. In, he wants to be in the Hellfire Club. He wants to play some D and D. When I said I like double D's, I meant Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> well, let me tell you, it's been crazy, and I'm ready to go back to the Hellfire Club for Canada today. I don't want to see any fucking fireworks being lit off, but I do want to see some fireworks being lit off in the Upside Down, in Stranger Things. What's going on? Will Nancy get out? What the fuck is happening? I'm on the edge of my seat. I'm on the edge of my seat. (laughs) Seriously. 
It's a good season. I mean, what are your overall thoughts? We can totally talk about our thoughts and our feelings and our and everything we feel about Stranger Things overall. But we're definitely going to go episode by episode. We're going to talk okay. about each episode. And I, got I, I hope you've got lots of notes. Because the problem I have with these shows when they drop and they drop oh. all the episodes, they all blend into one. So I, I had to do a little refresher. Okay, I was, calling, I was calling Vecna, like the Vecron and like Velcro and like Vector, like it was like a cereal. This okay. has become the show, much like Game of Thrones, which I know you didn't really get into. <laughs> no, I didn't. But you I know. can watch the whole show and it almost doesn't matter the names of any of these people. Yeah, you can kind of just get into it. Talking about these blurred lines. Seriously, it's, there's, there's blurred lines. It's just... It all went together. But no, I was able to dissect it down episode by episode because that's what I do. I have a shitload of notes. I mean, this, 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 this season's been magical. The Duffer Brothers have done it again. They have done it again. They're fucking geniuses. They've introduced a wicked new character who, who I am dressed as this evening, Eddie Munson. What did you call him? Eddie Munster? Yeah. Eddie Munster. <laughs> But you know what? Fascinatingly enough, I was like reading and stuff about Eddie Munson and his character and character breakdowns and, and how they introduce characters. And what they did was they based his character on Damien Eccles, who, as you know, West Memphis Three. Obviously, yeah, part of the West Paradise Memphis Lost III. trilogy mm-hmm. series of documentary films we watched not that long ago. And so, I mean, he was hunted and he was persecuted because he liked rock and roll. <laughs> And Dungeons and Dragons also. So obviously it was witchcraft. So obviously you're a murderer. Uh, the end. Guilty is charged. So I found the Eddie Munson character to come in. I missed dear Billy. Dear, 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 sweet Billy. I missed my Why? Billy. Because I just Such an obnoxious him. schmuck. You know what? Teenage me. Ugh. Teenage me loves Billy. I, I will say that. I bet. Billy is like the badass version of Lucas from The Wizard. <laughs> That's what I think. <laughs> Billy would be a lot happier if he just had a power glove. No, he wouldn't. He has a power glove. He was like, he, go, he went crazy, man. Like, did you even see season three? He went crazy. Karen Wheeler almost got a piece of that craziness, but she she didn't. I would have rolled over, Karen. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, Karen Wheeler. I would have <laughs> rolled over. <laughs> uh-huh. Teenage you would have rolled over. Teenage me no would have rolled over in the pool house. Oh, my you God. You might need to chill and have a fresca. <laughs> yeah, and I'll tell you. Clocks. Oh, my God. Clocks, 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 clocks. TikTok, the Vecna clock? Yeah, it is TikTok, the Vecna <laughs> clock. I did a TikTok about it today. I'm laughing. That's so funny because... The Vecna clock, he's like the keeper or whatever he is now. So it's not really like a demigorgon. He's like the keeper. But what is he? Like, is he a mind control keeper? Is he a time, time control? Time keeps on tripping, tripping. I'm serious. Is he a time control keeper? Into Does he keep both? <laughs> everyone's, seriously, but everyone's flying like an eagle into like the upside down and into his control. Like, it's crazy. Like, it's, it's kind of nuts. What it's is he doing? It's just your time's up. It would be a lot cooler, though, if they would have done, like, a Labyrinth reference and had a 13-hour clock. Oh, yeah. For all the different 80s film references that they go. And Easter eggs. That would have been a nice little thing to put in there. Yeah, because, like, present day in, like, season four, it's supposed to be 1986. I mean, obviously, they start off in 1979. We go back to Hawkins Lab, September 8th, 1979. We're starting off at Hawkins Laboratory in season one. That's called, I mean, season one, episode one. It was called The Hellfire Club. So we kind of get introduced to 
what has been going on in Hawkins since the move, since, you know, everybody went out to California in uh, episode three and, you know, the others that were left back in Hawkins are back in Hawkins. So it's back to school, back to school, September 8th, 1979. It predates season one because, like I say, everything's got to start somewhere. So where did this start? It starts at the beginning. It starts, we're back in Hawkins National Lab. It starts friendly enough. Got extraordinary human beings being observed in what happens to be like a like a rainbow room. It looks like to be a rainbow room. And there's like orderlies watching kids mm-hmm. in in little nightgowns in their little hospitals. It's the most clinical daycare I've ever seen. Like, I know they got their heads all shaved, so like they look nondescript. The rainbows on the wall like actually make it less comforting. Oh, it's creepy. And there's mirrors. And there's like a plinko game. Oh, yeah, there is a Plinko game. There's Plinko, and there's like a labyrinth, an old-fashioned labyrinth where the kids can make it spin with their mind. This seems to be like, you know, kids with telekinesis or whatever their their power seems to be. So they're, they're, they're getting that going on. There's orderlies looking at them. And in the Rainbow Room, there's all the kids that are they're there, but Eleven seems not to be present that yeah, day. She's not around. She doesn't seem to be around. So I'll tell you... This uh, taught me one thing. Never take advice from a magic eight ball. Number 10 uh, ends up talking to Dr. Brenner. Yeah, so there's a bunch of kids and they all have different numbers. Yes. Okay, so all different numbers. If you know, you know, Stranger Things and you've seen this. I mean, this is like... Hence 11. If not, spoiler alert. Talking to 10, talking to number 10. He's like, you know, are you up for some more lessons today? How are you doing? And, you know, number 10 shakes the magic eight ball and... All signs kind of point to yes, and he's, he's ready to go do some more testing with Dr. Brenner. So he goes to do some more testing with Dr. Brenner, and they're in a room, and he's kind of like showing him pictures of things. Like he's drawing pictures of things on a piece of paper, and he's making him guess them in his mind. This is a... That's pretty much what happened this, in Catholic school for me. A, really? <laughs> I don't believe your ass. What, is, what does Jesus tell you that you see? Hellfire and damnation <laughs> in the Hellfire Club. Speaking of Hellfire, are we getting to any of this? Because this, gonna, this it's, food this is, is like, going to pull us into the, out of the upside down. We're going to try. This is how you got me to agree to do this. Well, this is the. We're going to try. You know what? We're going to try something. We're going to try something with how many Scoville units? We're going to try the smoky barbecue. Are we going to? Are we going to go from low to high? Or is this going to be like a hot ones kind of thing? Whatever. You know, I've tried some of these myself already, and they're fantastic. I'm going to try. Yes. You know, where I'm going to have some of the gator sauce. The gator sauce is amazing. It's got like yeah. I want to talk about that specifically. You like the gator sauce a well, lot. Well, when I when I saw the bottle, I was like, okay, I'm not too sure. So you can see it's got almost like a Gatorade green kind of mix, almost like a salsa verde kind of look. That's to like it. salsa verde. I was like, okay, I'll try it. I like uh, it's, the ingredients are pineapple, jalapenos, water. Well, organic garlic, lemon, pink Himalayan salt, which yeah, we love organic, everything. Everything organic, everything vegan. You know, so I was like, vegan. okay, pineapple and jalapeno, that's a great mixture. And I tasted it and then I had anxiety, not because it was too hot, but because the bottle was too small. And it was too good. That's this, this serious, like, like we're already halfway done this bottle and I'm worried that we're going to run out. So now I have to use it sparingly on the stuff that I really want to yeah, have. Yeah, I know. So I got to pick and choose. The gator sauce. Oh. It's so good. I'm going to have some on a, a chicken vegan You do a little chili. dab? Is that what you're doing? I'm not going to do a little dab. I'm going to do a lot of a dab. Okay. Well, hey, I just said we have to ration this stuff. This, oh. is, this is for all you muckbangers out there, too. You know, Gators I'm going to put it on a corn dog come. because we don't get vegan corn dogs that often. It's only for special events like like the podcast. Like this. Mm. It's oh, yeah. awesome. 
The pineapple comes through with that. The jalapenos, they're homegrown. This stuff is homegrown. Like, the it's what, not getting outsourced from somewhere else. You know what I mean? The Guy Fieri calls it what? The Flavor Town? Mm-hmm. What's the Tanya 21st Century Rocker Mom equivalent of Flavor Town, but much better and probably a little bit profane? Like, seriously, good hot sauces. Like, yeah, really? but what would you call it? Like, you have something, you're not going to Flavor Town, you're going to. Where am I going? I'm going to fucking Scoville City. Going to Scoville City. That's where I'm going because yeah. that's where Flavor Town is. You're gonna is. lose your mind. You're gonna lose City. your mood. You, you, you gotta lose your mind in 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 Scoville City. Okay. Like USA. Let's like, let's carry on with episode one. We're gonna go on. So you know, all of a sudden, Doctor Brenner says to Number Ten, he's finding all these things. I want you to do something a little bit more challenging. I want you to find Doctor Ellis. Where's Doctor Ellis? Find Doctor Ellis in your mind. And he indicates something's wrong because Dr. Ellis is with Six doing lessons in Six's room. And all of a sudden he says something's wrong, something's wrong, you know, something's wrong. Uh, Six and Dr. Brenner, and he starts kind of like rocking back and forth and freaking the fuck out. And he says that Dr. Brenner and, and, and Six are dead. Something's terribly wrong, something's gone wrong, there's an accident, and all of a sudden, an alarm blares. Like the minions start running around. Yeah, it's... <laughs> it's fucking crazy. But obviously there's an emergency at the lab. So you definitely, this season definitely has got to be, like I say, the most gory and the most blood splattering. I find that there's a lot of alarms in this season, like literal alarms. And yeah, it's like, like things go from calm to like instantly an alarm going off or some sort of loud noise. You have a little bit of a panic pushes attack. Pushes you into an action sequence and it's like, oh. Small panic attack. I gotta, I gotta take a breath after that. I might have to take a little pause, regroup, get myself together, I'll have some okay. Scoville City. But all the test subjects, Dr. Brenner comes out to see what the hell is going on. And all the test subjects are deceased. Like they're gone, they're wiped out. They are fucked right up. And finally, it's like the dead bodies everywhere video from Corn. It's just fucking let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. They're just fucking gone. Yeah, like huge. <laughs> But big time. That's what it was like. It's just everywhere. And it's kids and stuff, right? So this is definitely one that you do not want to watch with the fam, guys. I know that episode and season one and all those things are about trick-or-treating and things are really, you know, cool. And, and, kind innocent, of and innocent and childhood-like. And, yeah, and they were riding your bikes and everything you loved about being young. But this one has a, it deals with a little bit more adult concepts it is more fun but it deals with more adult concepts it deals with sexuality it deals with you know like different you know like i said fun way more fun but like adult fun like things that adults can grasp things that kids wouldn't grasp it's gonna be fun for them one day this season like they say it's definitely a bloodbath it's definitely a bloodbath and finally there's 11 standing there before dr brunner mad as fuck and he just says like what have you done what have you done what have you done? That's a fucking opener. Everything at the lab has always been my favorite stuff about the whole show. Oh, the the so kids crazy. and stuff are fine in the whole like Scooby-Doo and the mystery machine angle. Lots of fun, but I love everything that takes place in the lab because they're they're searching, right? It's a, it's a mystery and they're trying to figure out how it all works. That it's stuff always. has always intrigued me. And this season is very heavy with the lab oriented uh, narratives. I know, Couple but then, of them. now from here and that kind of opener, where do you go? You fast forward, obviously, right to 1986, because that's where we are right now, present day. And, you know, Mike is back at Hawkins 
Elle is in California with Joyce and friends and family. And, you know, things, they, they start off with that fucking horrible Beach Boys cover that they didn't have Brian Wilson on, California Dream. And they, like, they take the mamas and the papas and they just drag them through the mud. Through but the it's mud. California mud, at least. All the leaves are brown, I'll tell you that much. The song sounds like brown. Sounds like somebody Mike, took a shit Mike, in the woods and it, used some leaves. It's, it's true. To Mike, wipe. Mike and Elle are still dating. Hot. They're, they're having that long-distance love. Nancy, you know a little something about that. I do. We had some long-distance love for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I did. And now we're here we are together, together, together again. Together again. <laughs> Ain't it great to be together again? I just can't remember that we've ever been gone. It's not starting over. It's just, it's just moving, moving on. on. Together again. But again. So like I say, there's a lot of long distance love going on. There's a lot of anticipation to spring break coming up. There's a lot of school going on. And Elle's having a time like in school. Like she says she's having the time of her life, but she's really like having the time of her hell life. She's met up with this mean girl named Angela who's tormenting her through Hell, like, don't even go there. Did Angela. you ever have an Angela growing up? Oh, fuck yeah, I had an Angela growing up. Oh, I had an Angela. I think everybody had an Angela growing up. Someone who was like, just a complete see you next Tuesday. And that's what Angela was for Elle in, 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 in Stranger Things. We'll deal with Angela a little bit later on. But Jonathan's got a new side piece. And her name is, uh, and her name is Mary Jane. Do, 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 do. Mary Jane. And he's got another side piece as well. Argyle. His friend Argyle, the pizza delivery guy. He was a pretty fun character in this whole season. He is. And he 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 delivers for Surfer Boy Pizza, which I thought was funny because in like the other seasons it was Scoops Ahoy ice cream. Surfer Boy, Scoops Ahoy, it all rhymes. I thought it was kind of ironic, don't you think? A little bit ironic. And yeah, I really do think. It's like, seriously, it's true. So Argyle, in short, drives a pizza wagon and smells like Otto's jacket, if you've ever seen The Simpsons. Uh, Elle says that Otto, or Otto, <laughs> Argyle and, <laughs> and John. We can call him Otto. We can call him Otto. He's probably got a double guitar. T totes, totes, he totally does. He's cool as fuck. Cool character. It's great to see like more racial representation in in television. I'm I'm loving seeing more diversity culturally in, in in TV. So it's nice to see him as an addition as a character as well. So it's really cool to see him. Let's also see. I mean, stoners represented in in TV too because Al refers to them as just they smoke smelly plants and not to tell Joyce. Yeah. Don't tell Joyce. And so. Next, back in Hawkins, though, like, this is just what's going on in California. Back in Hawkins, Mike's getting ready to come see Elle. Nancy's working for her school paper at Hawkins. Nancy's working for Hawkins' paper with her friend Fred. She is such a reporter, too. Like, Oh, my God. It's just a matter of time reporter. before, like, her little busy body got her little busy bee into some busy trouble. Oh, yeah. What's going to pull me out of the upside down right now? I'm going to try something to try to pull me out of the upside down. Nancy's working for her school paper. Dustin is, you know... Hacking into his grades. Dusty Buns is hacking into his grades with Susie. We got the smoky barbecue here with Scoville City. I'm gonna try some of this dab on here. It's a hotter one. Okay, well, I guess I gotta do it. 
Oh, that's fantastic. I'm worried, folks. No. This is not one I've tried. She says it's fantastic. I think she set me up for failure. It's hot, but it's good. I'm going. I'm going all in. You should go in. Put your ass into it. No, but really. I'm worried. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. Yeah, don't get worried. Nice and hot. It's got a nice burn at the end, but it's nice and smoky. Like, and these are vegan too. Like, let me try this one? one last. Morita and habanero peppers. Yeah. Onion. Organic. Or pancake, pancake syrup. syrup. I love it. I can taste the pancake syrup. I wasn't sure if it was part of the batter that it's was really on nice balance on this. It's a really nice balance. Cool. So again, back in Hawkins, like I say, Mike's ready to go to California to see Elle. It's spring break. Everybody's getting crazy. Dusty Buns is getting his girlfriend, Susie Q, to hack oh into his grades. Goodness. She's going to hack into his grades. We're going to do that one last. Yeah. She's just... going to hack into his grades and find out what he's doing. Lucas is kind of hanging out with the, the class and jock assholes. He's kind of falling in with the basketball team with a bunch of jerks. Steve as well. I, I don't like the basketball team stuff. They're assholes. Yeah. They're and just, I mean, I don't, like, I don't like enough from like a story point of view. Like, no, they're mean. Yeah, exactly. They're like the fake bad guys this season. They're like the mean girls. Like they're just like, get in assholes, get in losers. They're just that extra wrench and everything else that's already like trouble. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's face it. Steve as well. Steve. And Robin, thank God, has finally come out as the proud lesbian that she fucking is. She's a very nervous lesbian. But I, I love but Steve and Robin. I love together their at the dynamic. Video store. Oh my God, their dynamic. I just is want a spinoff show with them at the video store. Mm-hmm. And every mm-hmm. season they can work at a different like job in town. And you know, my favorite character, who I will tell you absolutely is, is Maxine. Mad I, Max? I love Mad Max. I love Mad Max. I love her so much. And she's been dealing with the laws of her brother. Admittedly, she's been having a very hard so time. So have you. I think <laughs> you've been having um, a hard time with the loss of Billy. Uh, I have been having a hard time with the loss of Billy. I love his character. I love him, but seeing him a little bit in uh, some of the other episodes where he comes back to kind of see her, I will tell you the, the in the episode, the boobies conversation in the car with Stephen Robin was fucking hilarious. It was Who like, pauses the video at like what is it five fifty three and forty two seconds? Exactly. She pauses the video here. She loves boobies. You love boobies. I love boobies. It's fine. Like, we all love boobies. And, like, for me, it killed me. That was, like, the fucking funniest highlight for that. Then we meet Chrissy and at, at the pep rally. Kill me. Because they remind me of high school pep rallies. Did you ever have those? Of course we did. Mm, I did not like pep rallies. It was not cool. I hated any general assembly type stuff. Me too. I hated having to sit on the floor. We'll meet Chrissy. We'll meet Chrissy because we're we'll because the basketball team captain, of course, is dating her and wants to shout out at her at the crowd. She'll become important a little bit later. Conflict arises when the big B ball tourney is on the same night as the very pivotal evening for the Hellfire Club. It is Eddie's come up. It's his it's his tour with Vecna. And it's Vecna's curse. We're going to get into that later. Lucas is struggling with kind of wanting to be one of the cool kids. He's looking, he's, Lucas is struggling with his self-esteem, I think. Him, he's trying to fit in. He's trying, trying to, fit to in. find he's his place. He's sick of being a loser. But the other kids are like, okay with being losers. They're fine with playing Dungeons. Well, they don't see themselves as losers. No, we see them doing what they want to but do. But this is, this is what happens, though, when you grow up. You, you've got people, like, in your group from elementary school, and they start to have, like, you know, interest in other things that aren't always the same. Yeah, I agree. And, and high okay. school and high school sucks. Like, let's just put it out there. Yeah, it doesn't last forever. It only lasts for a few years. 
For some people, it's a great crowning moment of their life. Some, some people, people, it doesn't end. Some people, it's still going on. Exactly. And some people, it's never like the crowning moment of their life because it's just, it sucks. It, it is what it is. Things come to a halt when Joyce gets a package from Russia with love.、Uh. From Russia with love. It's got stamps all over it with, with Russian stamps. What the fuck? It's from Enzo, who will later find out his name is Dimitri. But, anyways. I thought we were done with the KGB, but it opens in one. You never. Babushka, 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 yeah, yeah. You get a toy, a babushka, this doll, this Russian doll, and we find out that lo and behold, Hopper is alive. Now, I gotta ask you out of all the storylines that go through, the stuff at the lab, the flashback stuff with Eleven,、yeah. the stuff with the basketball team, The,、uh, the California stuff with the kids、mm-hmm. and、uh, Dimitri.、Mm-hmm. Which is your favorite storyline through the whole season? I think,、um, honestly, the kind of mind fuck that Max is kind of going through, like to grieve her brother and then also try to save her own like, life because like, she's living in a trailer park. She's really changed. I really like Sadie Sink as an actress. And I really like Maxine's character and how she's written. She's a strong, strong female character. She's not taking any shit. She's running up that hill. She's zoning up to Kate Bush. She's going to talk to her guidance counselor. Her stepdad's gone. Her mom's a drunk. She lives in a fucking trailer park. She's obviously got some PTSD about what happened with her brother at the mall, like Dear Billy. I'm, I'm really jiving with like, that storyline. And I'm also jiving about this. The upside down and kind of where it is, but we're going to get to where that is later on in episodes.、Yeah. Hopper's revealed alive. This is what I, I, I'm happy that he's alive. Joyce is happy that he's alive, obviously. She's going to get her man back. Joyce. Joyce. Goddamn Joyce. Give me a glass of hops. Now, Master Eddie has a Vecna campaign in Dungeons and Dragons. Chrissy visits Eddie to score some dope and fatally. She's twisted into basically a levitating fucking pretzel. <laughs> yeah, in, I read sites that called it when everybody succumbs to Vecna, it's being pretzeled because they're all twisted around backwards. They're like、twisted. levitating, they're up in the air, and they're a pretzel. Their eyes get torn out. Yeah. And like there's clocks everywhere by the force of clocks stalking her. And there's clocks stalking a few people at this point, and it's kind of a little bit crazy. Well, it's this weird trance thing that happens, right? Like they start having headaches and they're like pulled out of reality. Yep. And the, those interruptions of the day to day reality、yep. get stronger and stronger until finally, like, you meet your maker kind of deal. I love this smoky barbecue. I know, I'm going back for seconds because I hadn't had it yet. And I, I need, need to orientate myself to it. It's awesome. Okay. I love it. You know what? I'll tell you. Highlights for this episode for me Karen Wheeler's hair. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. It was amazing with that 80s thing around it. It felt like a little too 80s for me. It was a lot of poofiness. It was a lot of like craziness. It was a lot of curliness.、Mm, And also, Erica, Lucas's sister, when she was asked about playing Dungeons and Dragons like in Lucas's spot, yeah because she. Kind of got, she always gets kind of shoved by the wayside because she's a little sister. She announces herself as that she's lady actually. Are you sure you're going to be able to play this? Yeah. And she announces herself very like, 
poker face as, well, I'm Lady Applejack, Lu Lucas's sister. She kind of fills in for him. And she kind of says she'd stab any monster in her path with a quote-unquote poison-soaked kukri and smile as I watch you slow, agony, a slow agonizing rather death. So she, almost every line of dialogue she has this season is is, gold. is like a good one-liner. Like she's a she is a standout mm -hmm. character this season for sure. She gets like completely leveled up. Mm. The female characters this this season have stood out like crazy to me. Like it's been crazy. It's been amazing. It's been good. Episode two. Vecna's curse. Vecna. Velcro. Vecron. All the V's. Like everything's been everything's been V for me. And like I say, Max was the only person that got got kind of a peek at Chrissy in the aftermath of what happened in the trailer with Eddie Munson where he lived with his uncle. Yeah, so Max is watching as Eddie Munster, as I call him. Eddie Munson takes Chrissy. Completely odd pairing, right? Because she's like a high school cheerleader. But they connect on like an, an intelligent level. You, you Through her, you see that Eddie isn't like all this bravado and this like big outcast. He actually is intelligent. He's not a degenerate. He's a kind soul. He's just kind of mislabeled and, and thrown into a corner. So he embraces it. But he's really somebody a little bit more kinder on the inside than people would give him credit for. So Max sees them disappear into his trailer. I'm wondering what's up. And I mean, she's only the only person who sees the aftermath of kind of what happened yeah. in the trailer. The next day, I mean, there's cops fucking everywhere. Of course, there's cops everywhere because there is a murder. The trailer's, the trailer's you know, taped off. Everybody's kind of come back. Uh, Max, Dustin, Steve, Robin, and Eddie, they track him to his dealer's place. They go to Reefer Rick's. Reefer Rick. How did they find Reefer Rick? This was some good sleuthing. How did they find Reefer Rick? It's kind of the, the part that I always... You know, if I had a job that allowed for it, I wish I could have taken advantage of it, some greater mystery. Of course, they're in the uh, the video store and they're trying to find if Reefer Rick has rented anything. And there's like, I think, what, five different Ricks? Mm -hmm. And they basically look at the different rentals. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's like all Cheech and Chong. So that's probably pretty much what who Reefer Rick is. Um, at, le at least worth checking out. Now, how many Cheech and Chong movies have you seen? I've only seen one. Oh. Up in Smoke. I know you've probably seen them all, like, got them memorized, have the deluxe box set. And yeah, man. Are basically like, uh, um, you're like, you're part of the CNC club. I love Cheech and Chong, man. I think they're so funny, man. Like, my dad raised me with that kind of humor, so I thought it was so funny. Like, the songs to me were funny. I didn't know why they were funny. Now I do. Mm. Now I do. I'm older. Now, I say... They track Eddie to his because at this at this point Eddie's already on the run because he's getting blamed for the murder of Chrissy because who else would do it except Eddie the satanic guy who played Dungeons and Dragons with a satanic game that's just killing people all over the world. So he's escaped to his dealer's house, but he's been tracked there by uh by the my friends in the boathouse. They all come to see him, and they all come to the conclusion that whatever killed Chrissy was a creature as powerful as Vecna. Nancy and Fred from Hawkins Tiger are investigating and they learn about a freaky old tale about a guy named Victor Creel, actually from the uncle of Eddie Munson. He kind of doesn't want to talk to any other reporters, but he agrees to talk to Nancy while Fred's off doing some kind of fucker. Nancy Drew at this point. She is Nancy Drew at this well, point. Well, Fred gets called. He, he hears the sound and he goes to investigate. And that's the start of like... Clocks. 
yeah, it's the clock. So he gets starting to get pulled out of reality. You know, it's like when we hear sounds or we think we see things, that's like the matrix coming through, right? It's like the other side. I'm going to pull myself out now with some white truffle. So Fred sees a clock laying down in the woods and he he goes for it. You're ready to pull yourself out with some white truffle? Is that what this is? Yeah, this is white truffle. I want to try this. Is this a brand new spin for you or have you done this one yet? Oh, this one's awesome. Water, vinegar, white truffle oil, habanero peppers, uh, pasilla chilies. Is that how you say it? Chipotle spices. Pasilla. Pasilla. All right. Well, we're going to try it. Beautiful. Mm. The balance on these sauces, I got to say, nothing's too much and nothing's Mm. too, like, in the background. That's fantastic. Really salty. Yeah, it is. It's so good. It's, like, bright. So where are you in these three right now? Ooh, that's got a kick to it at the end. I know, right at the end. Gator sauce. This is the, the barbecue style. Ah. And then this is the white truffle. Where are you? One, two, I'm three. I'm an asshole for the bar- smoky barbecue, but I love just like, this is like an everyday sauce. Yeah, wh- wh- which, which one do I like, folks? The gator sauce. <laughs> I don't know. I like sauce. them all. You can put on everything. I can put it on hummus. I'm just going to add some to hummus to make it awesome. Hummus Oh, onion. I really like that white truffle one. Whew. Mm-hmm. I like it. I'm gonna pull my ass out of the upside down. I got. Uh, I got to get a train ticket to Scoville City. Mm-hmm. That's what I need. Now I have anxiety about this bottle running out. And you know what? They ship to Canada and the United States. But more so- importantly, when they say they're gonna ship, they actually ship. Yeah, you. It's not like oh, we have supply chain issues. It'll be a couple weeks. Months later. Yeah. Still know nothing. But at least we have a sponsor that cares. We do have a sponsor that cares, and that is Scoville City, and they're fucking amazing. Absolutely amazing. So, where are we going next? We find out that Nancy and Fred, like I say, they find out from the tiger about this crazy old guy named Victor Creel from Eddie's uncle. And Fred eventually gets clocked, like I say, and he meets his maker. It's and clocked. he's That's by clever. himself. There are no. That's <laughs> clever. I know. Time's up for Fred. Time's up. He, he gets, gets clocked. But there's no one like to, to around to witness it. So, he meets the same. Fate is Christy. It was totally foreshadowed by seeing the clocks and mm. coming into town and seeing something when he had like a car accident before and you could have saved somebody and stuff. So Joyce enlists Murray's help to call Enzo, this guy Enzo, like I said, who we'll later learn who is Dimitri, who is a Russian prison guard who's gone bent and wants to help Popper get the fuck out of prison. And Dimitri sent them to Alaska to pay 40K to some fucking Yuri dude. Some crazy pilot guy who's going to get, I guess the word is, Hopper unstuck from prison and yeah. back into his woman's arms. This is what he wants to do. Yuri wants I, to I do like Yuri. Him. I think he's a fun character. You know, he's you can't crazy, trust him because he's Russian and the way they portray Russians, of course, in the 80s, the Cold War and everything, you can't mm-hmm. trust him. No. But he's a fun character and he's got enough of a, a humor to him that you almost want to trust him. You almost want to think the but plan's you know going to work. The funny thing is... Like from the news now, you still can't trust Russians. <laughs> yeah, well, full circle. Some things never change. Like, like the Russians, Russians who screw you over. Yeah, big time. They just want to take over everything. Fucking crazy. So, I mean, they go to this, they got to go to Alaska because they got to meet this guy, Yuri, in order to get $40,000 to him in order to get Hopper out of prison and spring him because they find he's alive. They're going to do anything to get him out of the fucking prison because no one wants to be in a fucking gamble and hope that it's real. Big house. Exactly. L is super, super humiliated in front of Mike huh. in, in, in at, the, at the roller rink. 
Angela and friends decide to like form a circle of hate around her and kind of pour a, a, a milkshake on her. She gets super humiliated, oh. even though she tells things are Mike that things are going great at school. Will kind of like looks on in horror. Will is like a really like a huge third wheel at this point. She has like a like, third wheel in the show, but it, in a good way. But but we'll get to that later. I have a theory. There, and there's nothing worse. I have a theory about this. I think the only thing worse than getting splattered with like a chocolate malt or milkshake or whatever it was is probably getting like hummus stumped on you. Because like it's thick and runny and gooey, but a milkshake is cold. And that's that's not you can't just wash it away. Like if you got a soda, like throw it on you. And it did not bring all the boys to the yard. All it did was you know? just get her like on a, like a videotape. And whoop! Everybody fucking laughed at her. That wasn't cool. It wasn't cool to laugh at Elle. And you know what? I'll tell you right now. This all ultimately led up to something horrible happening to Angela. Was it though? Well, it wasn't that horrible. It was awesome. I mean, horrible, horrible because of what happened to Elle in the aftermath of it. Ultimately, this led up to Angela just getting fucking like raped in the face with a fucking roller skate, like boot literally fucked right boot fucked, now, skull fucked it's a, in the it's nose. It's a great, it's a great moment for the audience because you know everybody's rooting for Elle and they feel bad for her. Exactly. But I, I think they should not have done that. I think uh-uh. it should have been like you know like a wishful thinking thing in her brain, but like she actually she didn't go through did it. She did that, but yeah, but she didn't. I mean, obviously she has face. to because we see what happens. She gets arrested. Yada yada yada. It's coming. But I mean, but, it's the wheel of life. She gets smacked in her smug bitch face. I, I think with the fucking you. I think you. Skate. When you have your heroes, you've got to continually throw rocks at them until they're at a place where they're literally at the bottom of the barrel. I will tell you at this point in Stranger Things four, in in all these episodes, I've already realized myself that the soundtrack to the show in general is already a fucking banger. Like it's a banger as hell. It's so good. We've got like Psycho Killer on it already by this time. We've got all kinds of good. Like we got uh, we got. Dead or Alive, like you spin me right round, baby right round. We got like... Kind of the soundtrack that we have in our lives We got too. Rock Me, I'm a Deus. Rock me, rock me, rock me, I'm a Deus. I'm a Deus, I'm a Deus. Do, 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 I'm a Deus. We got Kiss. We got like Detroit Rock Cities on there. They, they, it's a banging soundtrack from start to end. Things are kind of really good. Seeing Vecna was fucking scary. Angelo was scarier because she was more of a fucking bitch. I will say that for sure. Chrissy's boyfriend, Jason, and his vigilante jock shit are out for Eddie and co. What do you think of Vecna, the way that the design he is? I think he's kind of cheesy a little bit. He's like like a red, like throbbing <laughs> swamp thing. Yes, he he's weird. You know, and I'm, sure, that, I'm sure that's intentional because I think the Swamp Thing movie he came out like in the He looks like a placenta. Well. He's very placental. So I will say that. I think he's like an inside out penis or something. Like he's yeah. just like disgusting. Like there's, it's not. There's nothing pleasing about it. He's literally like penetrating people's minds. Ew, he's a penetrator. He is. He's gross. I don't want to talk about that. That's disgusting. <laughs> That's a lot for you to say that. I've That's seen so what you funny. talk about in your shows. That is fucking hilarious. But like seriously, <laughs> no, 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 no. Jason is out at this point as a vigilante hunter. To get Eddie and and the rest the of the Hellfire Club, dude. and Lucas is with them. Hello, can you say mutiny on the fucking bounty? Say traitor. He is a fucking traitor. Turncoat. Mm-hmm. He is a turncoat. Lucas, fuck you. Just trying to be in with the in crowd. He even throws his club and his sister under the fucking bus. <sighs> side note. Side note. Mad Max. Sadie Sink. The actress that plays with her is now has more street cred with me because she is. Brrr, 
just like we are in all these classes from Scoville City are vegan. Oh, We're wow. eating all vegan sauces right now. That's great and all. Amazing, I don't right? like somebody more because of what they eat. No, just give her more street cred with me. I was like, oh, she's vegan too? Mm. Oh, that's great. She's also on this planty path. I'm just going to say I still love you even Thanks, if Mad you Max. eat animals. I still love you. Oh, I still love anyone who eats whatever they want, but I'm just saying it gave her a little bit more street cred with me. It made her a little bit cooler for me. I was just like happier when I found out that she was vegan. I was like, yay, you're great. Did you feel more connected? No, I just Did you want to go running up that hill? No, I didn't want to go running up that hill. I just feel like she's got a little more street cred. She's been through a lot this this season, okay? Leave her alone. Okay. Jesus, ease up. Now you're you're acting like Vecna because who she is in the real world is different than who she is. Okay, just go on. (laughs) Go on. Episode three was the monster and the superhero. They discovered Fred's body kind of right off the bat in this episode. And obviously there was no witnesses. It was in the same state as Chrissy's. He's like Aunt Annie Pretzel on the highway. Yeah, he was fucking fucked right up and over too. Like no good. They had to scrape him off the highway. But here's the thing too that you haven't got to yet with all of Vecna's victims. Mm-hmm. Vecna's victims. That's Try to say that five times after Vecna's victims. Vecna's victims. <laughs> Uh, they've all had done something in their past that's been really bad that's been really bad so it's not like uh, random murderers or anything like that these uh these people have been basically shitty you know paid for their crimes a little bit like dexter mm-hmm. you know it takes people that have gotten away and illuminates their darkest secrets it makes them kind of pay for it and it's true now max dustin and steve decide they're going to break into the guidance counselor's offices to find out what these kids like Chrissy and friends were, were kind of having experiences with before they died. And Chrissy and Fred were all experiencing the same thing, but the same kind of thing that Max was experiencing herself, having the same kind of, you know, like symptoms, like headaches and headaches trouble, and sleeping. Like, yeah, feeling out of it and... And things like that. Lost touch with reality. Since they're all suffering from the same symptoms, Robin and Nancy decided to find out a little bit more about Victor Creel. So they decided to make up an elaborate lie. What are you going to do? Try that right now? Yeah, I'm going to try it. I'm listening to you. Of course, I'm right in the middle of a sentence. You're going to wait for me, though. Sure. You know what? This is called building dramatic tension. Okay? You're going to fuck that wing up. This is Robin and Nancy, like I said, it's the Orange County. We're going to try the Orange County. Rob is excited to try all these sauces. I've been waiting like weeks to try them. Oh my God. Robin and Nancy decide to find out a little bit more about Victor Creel, obviously at this point. They want to know about Victor Creel because they've heard about him. They want to know if he's real. So they go in and they talk to Victor Creel and uh, an evil spirit killed his family. It killed his wife. It killed his kids. This is the story. Allegedly according to him. Allegedly according to him. He moved into a beautiful house and just bad things started happening. Lights flickered on and off. Things bad. Things were really bad. Things very were bad Amityville. For, things were, yeah, it was very kind of Amityville. Things were bad for Victor Creel. I'm going to load up one too with the Orange County. This one's got carrots in it. So I'm guessing it's going to be bright. Well, it is bright. Hey, hey, it's splashing. Beautiful. Hey, 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 there's no sneeze guard here. Screw you, homie. Right, cheers. Are we going to cheers? Oh, well, yeah. <sighs> See that? I got just hung out to dry there, folks. Oh, that's fantastic. It's nice and sweet and hot. I waited for you and everything. Okay. Next mm. one, I'm open. I like it. I don't know. I don't know on that one. 
Who loves carrots? I do. I'm gonna do another one now that I don't have to wait. Check it out. Go on. That's maybe my favorite team up, by the way. Who is? Robin and Nancy. Yeah, because Robin and Nancy. You know, frankly, you know, Hawkins is a little bit like Springfield mm -hmm. from The Simpsons. Mm -hmm. You can have that whole town and have anybody team up with Robin, and I think it would be a fun episode. Oh yeah. I want to see Dusty Buns and Robin. I know, up. but Dustin and Steve were such a like a cute little pairing. Now, I know that Steve was over the babysitter. He says it himself in one of the episodes, but Dustin and Steve, friends forever. Zack Attack. So good. It is like the Zack Attack. They're so cute. And I just, I love it. But the unlikely pairing of Robin and, and Nancy getting together to do this, like Nancy Drew undercover work, is so impressive. <laughs> but to look see. at what they're wearing. I oh, love yeah. seeing those outfits. Their Easter bonnet outfits, yeah. like their Easter Sunday they're like outfits. They're like brunch. I love their Easter brunch outfits. You know what I mean? Like, Lucas and the Blood Firsty basketball team kind of go on a wild goose chase for Killer Eddie. Mm -hmm. He's being kind of like hidden. So I think Lucas almost evades him in a little way. Lucas is helping a little bit as much as he can. He's still being a dick. Joyce and Murray fly to Alaska. Dimitri tells Hopper as soon as the pilot Yuri gets his money, he can make his escape. And, uh... Hopper will be able to make his escape. Elle's days are getting bad. Elle's probably had the worst day ever. Mike and her are having a tense kind of moment after the roller rink face punch. It's kind of one of those Elle, what have you done, what have you done situation. She's back to Hawkins' lab. Yeah, she's out of control, what but without powers. Yeah, she's got no powers, but she's just, she's so angry, things are happening. And this is such a Superman 2 narrative, right? Because in Superman 2, he has a chance to give up his power, Superman, yes, and yes. become normal. And but. he realizes he's not who he is without his powers. Exactly. The second he gives them up, he can't be who he is or do the right thing or do what he wants to do. Not anymore. So um, not he's anymore. desperate to get his powers back, and so is Elle. Yeah, she is. And I'm saying she gets arrested at this point, and she's questioned for assault against Angela at the rink, and she really doesn't know what to say, so she's kind of like hauled off to go to juvenile detention center. She's waving goodbye to Mike, and then all of a sudden, with a promise to restore her powers, Dr. Owens fucking shows up out of nowhere, that Paul Reiser. He's he, mad about her. I was going to say, he's just mad about her. He is just mad about her. He's just mad about Al, and he wants her to come back, and he wants to see her, and he wants to make sure that she's okay. And he wants to make sure her powers are restored. So he kind of gives her the the, the the glimmer of hope that her powers will be restored. And that she's going to help the world. Because at this point, she doesn't know. Yeah, he, he makes a big pitch to her saying that, you know, I'm counting on you to save the world. No pressure. No pressure, though. But I'm counting on you. This white truffle, it might be my winner. Really? I love it. It's so good. Highlights up of this episode. Hi, I like Hopper's disgusting fucking broken foot. He's just hauling that thing saw. around. Yeah. He's just hauling that thing around like it's a brand new baby. Well, that's what you do. You gotta be careful. Steve's a revelation that he'll always be the babysitter, like I said, obviously. Yeah. He just is always gonna be hunting these kids around. Steve's also got his eyes on Nancy, and she's looking at him too. Sorry, Jonathan. But uh, you find, like I say, a new girlfriend, Mike, or uh, Argyle, this Argyle guy. And. Yeah, Jonathan, I don't know. He's also found a lot of weed. He's just smoking weed 24-7. Robin describing Victor Creel. Like, they didn't know what he was. They didn't know if he was the murderer. And they didn't know if he was the Vecna. 
And so she was just like, so like, what is he? Like a grandpa murderer who can turn invisible and lift people into the air? Robin, like, I I love you. I love you, Robin. How how would you describe Vecna? Because they basically describe him as a wizard of the upside down. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like he's like a time stopper and like a showstopper. He does everything. He's like more scary than the Demigorgon because he preys on what you're already afraid of. And then he gets inside your mind and gets control of you. I find he's super controlling. And then we get to season, like... Episode. Season, 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 season four, episode four. And that's the Dear Billy episode, which this episode really shined for me. Dear Billy. Because it was amazing. And it had that scene with it with Kate Bush, the running up that hill. The scene that everybody talked about, the scene that everybody's TikToking about and yeah. doing reels about. And it's I gone viral. I liked your viral. question that you put out there. What song would pull you out of the upside yeah. down? What song would pull you out of the upside down? Like I said, it would be something the silly. The Cheech and John like, one? No, it would be like something silly like Phil Collins. Because like it would remind me of my dad, but I just like... I love Phil Collins. It would probably be something by Genesis or Phil Collins. And that would pull me out of the upside down. And I'd be cool. And I got a lot of like responses, overwhelming responses on TikTok. And they're all bangers. All songs that would pull my ass out of the upside down. It wouldn't be brackish? (laughs) (laughs) There were some people, some people said the kitty would pull them out of the upside down. That's cool. And... That was actually really like humbling to me. That was cool. <laughs> and then I say fucking Phil Collins. Yeah, I'm the coolest. I just say so, that because anyways, the joke with you guys is that a song always follows you around. This episode, Sadie Sink shines as Max for this. It is her moment while like in protective custody. Uh, with the feds, Jonathan, Will, and Mike make a plan to escape. When they actually get busted up yeah. by the bad guys with a fucking bullet shower, they go crazy with this, like... Yeah, but how about that one FBI guy? M- MacGyver dude, like the yeah. like the, the, the Tom Selleck, like Magnum PI guy. Yeah, cookie duster mustache guy. But, I mean, first of all, you think that these guys are basically, like, security guards when they waltz in. Like, ready to eat donuts and They're pizza They're just, like, and sitting stuff. there, like, watching TV The one guy gets kind of, like, wasted pretty much right away. But yeah. then the other guy is, like like actually competent and like trained and like he like has a whole plan and the kids kind of make it out alive. Yeah. So that's surprising to see. He wants to take it seriously. Oh the guy does not. But like I see if they get out. Don't let me help you with this one. You just kind of let this. Meanwhile. <laughs> let this guy to die in the hummus. They all get into Argyle's van and fucking get the fuck out of there. Meanwhile, after deeper conversation, with a committed Victor Creel, Robin and Nancy discovered that the voice of an angel, which was Ella Fitzgerald, as he said, on the radio, pulled him out of the Vecna's curse and prevented him from being killed. And that's what saved him. And he ended up just like in jail. We're going to have that one last. I know. What's the last one we have to do? I know. Are we supposed to save this for like episode seven? Is that what you're saying? No, I've eaten the rest of them. Leave that right now. Wait. For what? Wait. Okay, go on with your synopsis. I'll wait. You're the rudest guest I've ever had. But I'm waiting. (laughs) Like I say, he was not killed because he was pulled out of the upside down by Ella Fitzgerald. 
Ella. Ella. So obviously. Hey, you, hey. So obviously music is an important part of being pulled up the upside down. Back at home, Max has been stalked by this demon. And she's written goodbye letters to like her whole family, to her mom. And kind of left it on her bed. Finally, she's she's left one for Billy. She's in a very emotional scene. She takes her letter to Billy in the graveyard. And she takes it to his grave. And she's sitting in front of his grave and saying, you know, dear Billy, I didn't want this to happen. She's obviously feeling a lot of guilt. And all of a sudden, Vecna gets a hold of her fucking mind. And she's absolutely tormented like Billy. Last minute buzz on the walkie-talkie from Robin and Nancy. Music could break the spell because she is really caught up with Vecna. She's up in the air. Her eyes are already white. She's like ready to crack, like literally ready to go pretzel. Full do the pretzel. Do the pretzel, come come on and do it now. Do the pretzel, do. That's a wiggle song just for you. But if you know anything about the wiggles, that's all. But Robin and Robin and Nancy, like I say, on the last minute, they come through in the walkie-talkie and they say that music might be a breakthrough and might get her out. So Dustin and them all, they run to the car and see when they get their her Walkman and they get her Kate Bush tape and they throw it in. Running up that hill goes on. They put it on her ears and the portal is open and she is out of Vecna's clutches and I mean, she's okay. I like the device, by the way. The whole music can pull you out of it. Mm-hmm. It's a little uh, Nightmare on Elm Street-ish. What song would pull you out of the Upside Down? Oh, you wanted to know. Yeah, I do. Oh, you want to know? Probably Log Driver's Waltz, because it makes me think of you. And you're the reason to stay here. Really? Yes. Oh. Mm. Yeah, now who's the worst guest? Hugh. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Go on. Finally, like, I have to see the thing happen with Max to believe it. Yeah, because I didn't buy that she was actually going to get out until we actually I saw thought she her. was toast. Like, I yeah. actually had to see it happen. Well, I remember we watching it on the couch, and it was like 1.30 in the morning. I was like, oh, my God. And it's like, okay. Because we said, we'll just watch one more episode. Because that's what you do with this video. We're just going to watch one more episode. No. But you do this thing. It's like, let's just watch a couple minutes of the next episode. Yeah, it'll be fine. And it, like, it ended. You're like, well, we got to watch a couple minutes. I know. Like, if there was no... It's just, yeah, we got to do it. I know. This is just... I don't mind. Know. But then Hopper... We only got to take care of two kids and a dog in three hours. Hopper and his peanut butter loving ass fucking escape. Okay, I got to tell you, since I saw his dirty, like, Russian filthy nails go into, like, a big jar of peanut butter... Skippy? I haven't... Jiffy. It was Jiffy. I'm pretty sure it was either Jiff or Jiffy or... I don't know. It was was a lot of peanut butter. But I haven't been able to have peanut butter since. Really? Oh, it makes me want peanut butter more. (coughs) With a spoon. No. A nice way. A nice way. But he escapes. But then, of course, Joyce and Murray get sold out to the KGB by Yuri. Imagine that. Crazy fucking Yuri. Imagine Yuri that. Yuri wasn't trustworthy. Imagine that at all. And then, but also, like I say, the duality of Nancy and, 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 and Robin, like, teaming up was almost as good as Steve and Dustin. Fight me. Fight me. Somebody fight me and tell me that, that, that that's wrong. Because if that's wrong... I don't want to be right. I don't want to be right. And then seeing Robert England and his eyes, that's a great cameo and a little Easter egg for especially for horror movie fans. The Duffer Brothers have obviously done it again. And that Easter egg goes out with the Easter bonnets and the Easter outfits and Nancy 
and friends wore to the mental hospital. That's what they used to call them, the sanitarium, the, the, the criminally insane, the home for the criminally insane. Victor yeah. Creole. Yeah, good. We get to episode five called The Ninja Project. It's, it's called The Nina Project. Hmm? It's called The Nina Project. Huh? Yeah. Oh, I wrote that down as Ninja. And I knew it, it was It would be cool if it was Ninja. And I was, and I was like, you know, this makes no sense from my notes, but it is The Nina Project because they had to find out about The Nina Project. They find out about this thing called The Nina Project. Mike, Will, Jonathan, and Argyle need to know more about this Nina Project. So they go off to Utah. Of course they go to Utah to see Susie and her million brothers and sisters. Susie is Dusty Buns' girlfriend. They go to Utah to see Susie because they know that Susie's a hacker. And they know if they can find anyone. Well, because they were given a code. Who was given a phone number. Before the FBI like, dude passed away. Yeah, it was like a phone number with coordinates in it and they knew if anyone's gonna get it, it's gonna be Dusty Buns' girlfriend. If she could hack his grades, she could hack into whatever this Nina thing is. So they tell her this big elaborate lie that it's like a video game database and they need this early code to get in. Meanwhile, 11 was- Ameri Ameritendo. Yes, Ameritendo. Her and her millions of brothers and sisters. Meanwhile, 11 was in Owen's desert lab. It was quite kind of jarred to learn that Papa was still alive. Oh, Matthew Modine. She was not like prepared for that. And he was also like really happy for their like father-daughter reunion and for her to quickly get her powers back by her reliving her kind of memories. And I don't think she was ready for that. And her powers momentarily returned, which gave her promise and kind of hope and I think made her feel better. But inevitably in the end, we're not gonna make her feel that great. Over in Russia, Kung Fu Murray Kung Fu Yuri's ass in a plane while it was moving and he and Joyce safely, safely crashed the plane. Yeah. Like I say, back in Hawkins, Nancy Drew figured out that through piecing Max's drawings together, the Vecna's lair was actually the old Creel house, the Victor Creel house, where everything There's happened. definitely a connection. Yes, yeah, she thought it was his lair. She thought it was his connection. Well, they, we're gonna call it his lair. So we get the Creole backstory, them moving into the house, how his old rich uncle left it to him. And he kind of like walked in there, kind of like looking almost like Trey Cool did like really early on in Green Day. It was like really funny. Uh, but again, we're going back to an artistic sensibility. Yeah. That's the key to the upside down, right? Absolutely. So music pulls you out. There's that bridge between kind of like the ether when you're in the zone and music oh, yeah. tethers you to like this world, but also puts you in that world. Mm -hmm. And so does like drawing and sketches. And we saw that in season one with Joyce putting together Will's drawings and all that stuff exactly. too. Exactly, and they still piece together drawings. So what I like about it is they've thought about it. And it's not just these random things that are all of a sudden happening. It like, they built this in. They took thought, yeah. There was actual thought behind this, which yeah. was nice. Now, all the kids decided they were just gonna break in and have the same experience that the Creoles had. They had this little flickering light experience. And so it obviously happened them too. They could see that there was uh, an energy portal, obviously, through there with Vecna, and something was going on. You know, uh, and that's because there was a murder there. It's true. There was a murder. Well, there were multiple murders yeah. there. And Jason, I was speaking of murder. Jason was still trying to kill Eddie, but Vecna kind of interrupted them in a boat by killing his teammate Patrick right before their very eyes and Eddie's eyes. So he could see very clearly that. Eddie didn't kill Patrick. No, he still thinks he did. I know he still thinks he did, but he could see clearly that he didn't do it, but he thought it was some kind of magic, some kind yeah. of witchcraft, some kind of craziness. Yeah. But right before his eyes, 
the kid was dragged like out of the water and like up into the air and, and fried. And pretzeled and then dunked. Yeah, and then dunked, gone. And couldn't do anything about it. Not one thing, but still, Eddie's guilty. It doesn't matter. It's, you know, sucked to learn that Brenner was alive. Season one told me that he was dead by Demi Gorgon. I guess not. Well, season four, you've always got to bring somebody back. Will? That's the rule. I feel like Will, and if you didn't think this before, when he was getting brushed up against by that girl in class, and he was like, oh, get the fuck away from me. Remember that girl who tried to brush up against his leg in class? In yeah. the first episode? He was going to get the fuck away with me. He's been having many conversations with Mike that are like super tense. They're yelling at each other. He's always a third wheel. He's always painting. He's always by himself. If... You no, I know where you're going with this, and I disagree. Think, and I think if you I didn't disagree. think he was dealing with his sexuality before, he's dealing with it now. I no. think that he is deeply in love with Mike, big time. I'm, I'm serious. I just think he's trying to figure out who he is, because no. everything he's ever known has been taken away from him, and he's never been able to get grounded. He's always been the kid that the thing happened to. He's, he ha- doesn't have a permanent house anymore. He's always been an outcast. So he doesn't know who he is. And everything that he thought was real is constantly pulled away from him. He's struggling to find out who he is and what his voice is. All I'm going to say is, be yourself, Will. And if that self is in love with Mike, I'm okay with that. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Next episode. I think he's seriously struggling when, with When are we doing this? What's, At the end. Oh, okay. At the end, folks. Mm-hmm. TikTok, the Scoville City Clock. Mm-hmm. You can't rush greatness. And speaking of greatness, we got the dive in episode six. We did the deep dive in episode six. Eddie, Steve, Nancy, Robin, Dustin, Lucas, and Max figure out that the portal enters to Vecna's upside down hell and lair was actually a gate at the bottom of Lover's Lake where all the teenagers hang out and make out. A water gate, according to Dusty Buttons. A water gate, how clever is that? A gate through water. Thanks, Dustin. Steve is now Harry, which they all kind of point out. Steve takes off his shirt in like a canoe and now has like armpit hair and like puberty hair, like chest hair and stuff. It's just really funny to see like a young kid like Steve. I know he's got a lot of hair on his head, but with body hair, it's really funny. And Nancy's like digging it. Like she's like loving it. She's loving every minute of it. So quick, 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 quick. Steve is sucked into the portal down to Vecna's, Vecna's lair. And he's getting attacked by, like, I don't know, demi-bats? Yeah, some sort of upside-down winged creature. So his friends come to his rescue. In Utah, Susie falls for the tall tale, <clears throat> hacks Nina's coordinates, and oh, Argyle and her sister get so stoned. Like, so stoned. They got oh, yeah. musical youth playing in the background. They got past the duchy. On me left hand side, and they're getting the duchy on me left hand side. They're getting so high in his van, it's just hilarious. And she's just like lying on his lap, and they're both like, yeah, ripped. Talk about Cheech and Chong. There was Cheech I'm and Chong. I'm surprised they don't find a portal to the upside down after some of that. Pass me the bong and put on Cheech and Chong marijuana. It's Leland Ontario marijuana. Cha cha cha. Seriously. In Hawkins' lab, Eleven recalls a weird orderly named Peter, and he said that she reminded him of number one, and that sometimes Papa lied. Subsequently, like, Peter got his ass fucking whooped for this. He was taken into a room, and he got the shit kicked out of him. Mm -hmm. So that was not good for Peter. Joyce and Murray get into the prison. We haven't even talked about how number two has been plaguing Elle 
as well. Oh, I'll talk about that. Like number two has been an asshole to Elle. He's like in the same way that Angela is an asshole to her. He's been day. her like he's been her lab person who's been has a, like a little crew out against her that wants to basically like kill her. They're they're so afraid of her power, and if she gets any stronger, they kind of just want her to die because they see how strong she is, and they're intimidated by that. She's beaten two in some mind melding competitions and it's just been a little bit too much for him to handle and he's got his crew out after her she's already been like yeah. assaulted physically so basically like this orderly like peter is kind of telling her to take no shit meanwhile joyce and murray get into the prison with murray posing as yuri we got well we forgot the whole kung fu stuff i said that i already said that well i don't remember you saying the kung fu stuff kung fu it was awesome like where did that come from and so, like, that, when that gets introduced, I'm thinking, okay. Murray Kung Fu Yuri's ass on an airplane. And I said, him and Joyce safely. So what I love about that moment, which leads to this. Uh-huh. I missed it because I was having hot sauce. I was uh-huh. getting pulled into the upside down. Yes. What I love about that is, like, wow, anything can happen now. Like, they're just bringing all these different, like, cards out for Murray. No, give shit. Murray does whatever the fuck he wants. He's like Kung Fu Panda. He's amazing. Okay. So we got Murray Yuri. My favorite part of the whole season, Murray Yuri. Yeah, it was like posing as that. They got in with the KGB, got into jail. Hopper's there, Joyce is there. Then they find out they've got this like Demi Gorgon, like UFC octagon thing where they feed all the like the prison dudes. They give them their best meal ever and then they're going to go fight a Demi Gorgon. Meanwhile, Hopper manages to get a big old bottle of vodka and a lighter so he's going to make a Molotov cocktail that will inevitably help fucking stun this goddamn Debbie Gorgon. Max and Lucas are looking more coupley, finally back again because she's coming back into herself because Lucas was doing the jock thing. Max was doing the post-traumatic stress disorder thing. It was Billy at the mall and everything that happened in season three. Mm. Now, this episode made me laugh because Susie's house was like a cross between Home Alone before they went on vacation and like Uncle Buck. I, I didn't understand why it was like all children everywhere all the because time. Because they lived in Utah. Yeah, but it was just like, where is like the adult supervision? Their dad, they said their dad was always working on a computer. He took Susie's computer. Just, and their dad was just like never there. He was there, but he was never there. Number two in his crew is Hawkins. Like I say, they were horrible to number 11. They threatened to kill her. Like, yikes. So things were not going good at the lab for, for, for her at all. Episode seven, we got the massacre at Hawkins' lab. After the kids rescue Steve... They're kind of deducted that there's a gate at each one of Vecna's murder sites because they pulled where they see pulled Steve out of and where they got him out of was a murder site. And after they get everybody kind of out, Nancy gets snatched up by Vecna before she can kind of do anything about it and she's stuck. Then we switch back to Russia. Hopper's back with Joyce. He ain't no Demi Gorgon Chow. Boom, boom. Ain't he great to be crazy? They kicked the shit of it. He threw the Molotov cocktail at the Demigorgon and inevitably like threw a spear through its um, flower. Mouth. Face, face. Where it would be. Eleven has another memory of Peter telling her that Brenner would have her killed if he couldn't control her and he couldn't have her being out of control and doing the things that she was doing. So right. they were, they were going to have her killed. So they tried to escape together. L removed Peter's microchip in his neck. He had that chip in his yeah, neck. Yeah, the inhibitor. And that was inhibiting him from his powers. So, but this inadvertently allowed him to go on a fucking murder spree. Like an absolute- He got his vengeance. Murder spree. He did get his vengeance. And so he uses 
murder spree to kill everyone kind of telekinesis style. Like he was like in Carrie, he was using his telekinesis to kill you. Like he just wanted to kill everybody. I love you're blinking. Using my telekinesis to kill you. So when you blink at me like that sometimes in the morning, I know what you're trying to do now. Open my eyes. Go Carrie, it's your birthday. Go Carrie, it's your birthday. That's telekinesis, baby. I'm just surprised you didn't light that whole motherfucker on fire. You're having funerals for me in your head. Shut up. You know what? It turns out it wasn't <clears throat> what have you done, 11. It wasn't 11 at all. It was number one. It was Peter. It was Victor Creel's son, Peter. That's the double reveal. Out, the double reveal that it was Victor Creel's son, Peter, who actually didn't die in the massacre in the house. He was kind of pulled out too. And he was given over to Hawkins' lab, but he killed his family because he didn't want to be put in Dr. Brenner's care. So he killed his family because he's extraordinary. Al was basically forced to hit his ass with a blast through a gate that would throw him down to the upside down where he became a surprise, Vecna. Vacron, Velcro, Vecna. Vector cereal, I want a bowl of it right now. Oh, it's so good. Oh my God, it is Canada so only has Vector. I know that. Isn't that crazy? I used to love mixing cherry yogurt with it. But you know what? Where do we go from here? It seems Nancy and Steve are getting cozy. Nancy and Steve are getting real cozy. Sorry, Jonathan. You're just going to have to just... Jonathan's not worried. He doesn't have to worry about anything. He's got no stress in his life right now, thanks to Argyle. Yeah, no shit. Thanks to weed. He's just not caring about anything. He didn't even see Nancy on spring break. Dumbass. Not good. Peter is revealed as as one. So this whole time yeah. that he said to Elle that she reminded him of number one, it was just because of the unbridled and unharnessed power that he had and that they had kind of like together. And that's why they were like so one, 11 and one and all those things. There's always going to be another number. As amazing as it was to see Elle and Peter packing Something about Russian prisoners getting wasted by a demigorgon octagon style until Hopper throws a spear into their fucking face was more epic than anything, I would say. It, kinda, it was pretty cool. It kind of scratches that itch. I mean, the season was produced before all the current events with Russia and mm-hmm. Ukraine, of course, but yeah. it kind of makes you wish that Ukraine had some demigorgons to unleash. Speaking of a demigorgon, oh, I got a, is it finally time? A Scoville City Reaper. This has got the the pineapple, ghost peppers. Ghost pepper. This is a I've Reaper never had pepper. any ghost pepper extract or peppers itself, so really? I am I am nervous for this one. Don't be nervous. Well, I'm going to be nervous. Don't tell me what to do. Take a wang wang. Take a wang wang. Tell me how to be. Tell me what I'm to do. My, tell me I'm going to drop my socials now because I'm going to be dropping more things about. No, Scoville no. Try City. to do it after it's burning okay, around. I'll do it. Okay. No, it's no big deal. You got this. It's fine. Okay. You want some more? Yeah. Just put it on, open your tongue. I'll just put it right on your tongue. <laughs> You're so badass. Okay, where can people find you? I'm going to tell you in a minute. Well, first, you got to go out and find Scoville City on Instagram. I have lots of stuff about Scoville City up in my stories. We can find them at Scoville City. It's hot in here. We find Scoville City on Instagram. You can find Scoville City on TikTok. If you want to find me, I'll be hanging out with you weekly here on the podcast. You can find me on Instagram at 21st Century Rocker Mom. You can find me on TikTok at 21st Century Rocker Mom. You can find me on uh, on, on Twitter at Tanny Candler. 
And you can find me streaming anywhere you stream podcasts. You can find me on YouTube, Tandy Candler channel. If you just click subscribe, you'll find me every week here hanging out with you. Otherwise, I hope you have a wonderful week. Rob, where they can find you? Where is everyone going to find Rob McCallum? Just find me at Scoville City. That's that's where you need to go to, to find me because that's that's the important takeaway. I mean, is that where people, you're hanging out now? People can. That's where I'm hanging out. People can Google whatever, find me wherever. But Scoville City is. I'm enjoying the, my visit to Scoville City. So <laughs> come join me at Scoville City and watch some Stranger Things four. Yeah, you know, this is some premium sauce. You're gonna want to get your hands on this. So I'll I'll leave some links up for Scoville City. And where you can find Scoville City. And uh, you're going to learn about Scoville City a little bit more in the next coming weeks. But I want you to have a wonderful week. And I'll be hanging out with you next week. Peace and love.